Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed, and I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. In the shadows, an ancient enemy stirs. The Sith, practitioners of the dark side of the Force, long thought destroyed, secretly work to undermine and eventually overthrow the Jedi Order, the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. So starts book one, part one of the Darth Maul comic, the five-part series as of right now. I could see this going a little bit longer. Uh, From Marvel Comics, it is out there for us now to take in, and I am a little bit behind. I just read it today. It's been out for a while. Issue two is probably close to uh, hitting the stands. And uh, I want to talk about Darth Maul. I want to talk about the comic. I want to talk about... How really wasn't excited about the comic. And now, after the first issue, now that I finally had a chance to read it, I, I gotta tell you, 
this is going to be pretty good. It's bringing some interesting things to the character Darth Maul and the time period. You know I love those prequel era stories. You know that's a staple of us, uh, our fandom here, at least Joseph and I. Uh, Jennifer's coming along slowly, but over here on the Force Center podcast feed, we appreciate the prequel era, and there's a lot to it. And this one, the comic, of course, is written by Cullen Bunn. Luke Ross is the artist. Nolan Woodward colors. Rod Weiss did the first cover uh, art. And... Um, uh, VC's Joe Caramanga. That's a great name. Caramagna. Caramagna? I think it's Caramagna. That's even better. He's the letterer. Uh, Heather Antos, Jordan D. White, associate editor and editor, respectively. Um, here's the thing. I, I think I said it in some other shows. I think I said it uh, a Jedi Council, I know. I think I said it there. I've said it in, in everywhere. I'm, I, I like Darth Maul. Absolutely one of the best things about the prequels. Double-bladed lightsaber, duel of the fates, the horns, everything about him is pretty darn cool. And I've grown to like the character, what they've done with him after they brought him back, after I was a little against uh, the idea from that fan perspective of just, like, let him go. Let him go. Now he he was cut in two. Oh, now he's got robot legs. And then it started to work. And then here, uh, and now in Rebels, you got, you got Sam Whitward does just such a good job with the voice and bringing the character alive. And now you have Maul, just Maul, and what he's doing with Ezra. Like, is he is he going to turn Ezra bad? Yeah, the revenge angle with Kenobi. It's, it's all good. So I've come around on Maul, but you know, just like some people have enough of Boba Fett. Maybe they don't want a standalone Boba Fett movie. They don't want a Boba Fett origin story in any kind of detail because Fett was cool. He looked cool. He had a small part. And you're kind of done with him. You you almost don't need him to be um, too important or too big to the Star Wars stories. When when young Fett shows up in uh, the prequels, and his father Jango Fett is uh, you know the unaltered clone, all that stuff. It's I I'm okay with it, but a lot of people are just tired about it, tired with it. And Maul for me is that kind of character at times. Though I just praise what he did, what they've done with Maul in, in the Rebels and Clone Wars cartoon series. Um, uh, the Son of Dathomir comic, not one of my favorites, didn't stand out to me, and that, it's officially canon, that's from the Dark Horse run, the very tail end of the Dark Horse run. So when I heard Marvel was putting out a Darth Maul comic, I, you know, take it or leave it. I knew I was going to read it, of course I'm going to read it. You could you could have a five-part gonk droid series, and, and I'm going to read that. Oh my, can we have a five-part gonk droid series Marvel, please, can we do that? Kidding, maybe, I don't know, we'll find out, I'll buy it. So it's out, and it took me a while to go get it. It wasn't even on my pull list. I, I didn't uh, tell the shop to uh, pull aside for me. I, I knew I'd get it over there at Earth 2, and I finally did. And I sat down to read it tonight over dinner, and great job. Like I'm telling you, uh, it is a good, good comic, good book. And uh, it is uh, in the prequel era. It is just before the events of Phantom Menace. And that's kind of unmined territory in new canon. We haven't got there. Um, in, in Legends, yeah, we, we got there, we got there often. And, and the best example of that to me is the Darth Plagueis book by James Lucino. And Maul is all through that book. You get the what is now the unofficial origin of Darth Maul. Uh, Sister Talzin, the Night Sisters, handing the baby off to Palpatine. Palpatine kind of sending him off on these missions, which are also tied in some of the other legends, uh, books, and stories with Maul. And and I liked it in Blagueis. It was it, it kind of made some sense, and and I was on, I was fine with it. Um, but for me, Maul, why I don't gravitate to Mauls, 
he was, to me, a blunt weapon in The Phantom Menace. He was Palpatine's blade, the guy he could send out to do his dirty work, the guy he wanted to do his dirty work. And I don't believe, uh, crawling into the Star Wars nerd bubble, I don't believe Palpatine ever had long-term plans for Maul. I'm sure there was other people at the time. I think, you know, uh, in in canon, new canon, I think we'll figure that out. That Palpatine just kind of found this very strong, very evil-looking, young, angry man and turned him into his tool. Turned him into his weapon that he could send down to the galaxy. uh, Almost like an emperor's hand. Um, So... That, to me, was the character. He was cool. I, I at the time, in 99, was a little uh, uh, upset that Maul died. It seemed like you built him up, and, and he looked cool, and now he's gone. But I also think... Uh, that's just what happens sometimes. You you don't know what the fans will gravitate to, and I don't think Maul was ever planned in Lucas's mind or any of the creative team behind the prequels to, to be a long-term character. They knew that long-term, it was Vader. It was Anakin. Did, yeah, at what point in the storytelling, uh, in the creation of the story, did Dooku show up? I don't know, but Dooku, to me, is a, is a much more interesting character. His fall from the Jedi Order, his family ties uh, to, to his uh, title uh, as, as a count, all that stuff is, uh, is, is interesting to me. Uh, Maul was, just, again, just kind of this blunt weapon. So, by that token, I I guess you could think I'd want to get some of his backstory, especially New Canon, figure this out, decide what's going on. I wasn't there on it, but I'm intrigued already. But what I'm intrigued about might just be that this Darth Maul comic's going to allow us to see a little bit more of Palpatine in action prior to The Phantom Menace, when he was The Phantom Menace. Uh, the, the book starts, and again, full spoiler alert I should give, if you haven't read the Darth Maul comic and you, and you want to be um, completely surprised, I'll take no offense. Shut me off. Come back to this later. I'm not going to do a panel by panel, page by page review, but overall, it starts, eh, this comic has a, had a hill to climb with me, because it's, it's about Darth Maul, not one of my favorite characters, and it starts with Rathars, probably one of my least favorite things in the Star Wars universe, just based solely on what they uh, were tasked with doing in The Force Awakens. But in comic form, I'll say this, the Rathars don't look as bad CGI Men in Black 3 aliens, um, so I can get behind him a little bit there. Maul is hunting Rathars. He he pays a group of uh, hunters to go on in, stir the Rathars out. As they get killed by the Rathars, he comes on in, and you know what? Hey, I, I, I hate the Rathars too, Maul. Kill him. But actually, it turns out Maul likes the Rathars because the Rathars don't answer to, any, answer to anyone. They get hungry, they go eat, and it's violent. And that is uh, what Maul is. He is, a, he is a kept weapon. It's at this point where he's completely secret. Palpatine slash uh, 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 Sidious is, is in the shadows still. And he's not ready to come out. And there's some great stuff, some great interplay. And that's where I was immediately hooked. Is once you go to Coruscant. We're on Coruscant. And you see some Jedi tooling around Coruscant. And Maul is lurking in the shadows. And you have to think. It's a Padawan and her master. Uh, or excuse me, it's reversed. The, the uh, uh, Padawan and his master. And um, you get the sense that Maul could wipe these two Jedi out easily. Without a, without even blinking, he could jump them, attack them, and he is ready. He's he's craving violence. He's craving his uh, revenge and his purpose. He even knows he knows what he is. He is an instrument of revenge. 
But he he definitely believes at this point in the Sith, which is something as we know later on in Rebels. Uh, you know, he has some definitely has some problems with the Empire. Definitely has some, some problems with the the Emperor. And he's still holding to the Sith ways, but he's not a Darth anymore. He's just Maul. And that's interesting. That's uh, layers on a character I didn't think had layers. But in this series, I love it. I love watching Maul hiding, lurking in the shadows, knowing he could do some damage, but knowing that he is not yet allowed. And that is some immediate tension to the character. And then you immediately go back to... um, Sidious, back in the area, which used to be called in Legends the Works, I don't know, I, I can't remember if it's still called that, but uh, going out to Sidious's uh, castle there, uh, so to speak, as his hidden base, and you get a great, great scene, some great dialogue, where Palpatine just is not happy with Maul, not happy with the fact that he's taunting Jedi, essentially, because a Jedi could feel him. I love that. There's a dark coldness there they don't quite understand. And it's Maul. Could have killed him. Palpatine's unhappy with that. And Maul's not going to fight against that, but he knows what he's doing. He's a bad boy. And I love the line that, you know, Maul is like, uh, he is ready. He says, I only wish to prove myself, my master. I am ready. And Palpatine says, but I am not. Your anxiousness, your timelessness concerns me not in the slightest. Palpatine's like, hey, I have a plan. I know what I'm doing, kid. I am the Phantom Menace. This uh, immediately involves uh, his allies in the Trade Federation, and it carries off there, and I'm interested to see that. And Maul goes off on a little mission. And uh, you can read the rest of that. Uh, I think that's just a side note to to the main course of this, which is Palpatine setting up. And this stuff, these panels I'm looking at and I'm reading... These are almost as if they're straight from the Darth Plagueis novel. They're not, but it's it's similar. It gives you that similar similar feel to uh, some of the interesting behind the scenes, behind the Phantom Menace type stuff in the Darth Plagueis novel. Uh, and and I, that is what I hope continues in this series. I know this is about Maul, but it has to be about Sidious and, and Palpatine and, and, and what he's trying to accomplish. And he's got this angry, blunt weapon waiting to go just cut down Jedi in an alley. That, that is interesting to me. And I hope uh, I hope we get to see more of Palpatine behind the scenes in action. I, I hope we get to see his mindset, where Palpatine is at this point, leading up to, to the events of Phantom Menace. Because in the movie, The Phantom Menace, in the story, he's uh, he's a nice old uncle over there on Naboo. He, he's he's you know you wouldn't you wouldn't wouldn't doubt that guy. He doesn't have bad intentions, but we know that's not true. And we didn't really get to see Sidious much in the Phantom Menace. We see him in hologram form. We get to see you know little bits here and there. They want to hold him back in keeping with the the story, and and uh, I get that. But I I like to see Palpatine is one of my favorite characters. It's a lot of people's favorite characters. What makes this monster tick? It's it's something we all want to know in some of these about some of these villains, the good good villains. And you're starting to see some of it here. There's definitely some things that are starting to emerge just in this first issue, just these first uh, panels where 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 again. Palpatine, it's very clear that what he views Maul as, this weapon that he'll use when he's ready. But Maul is independent. Maul has his own agenda, but he does want to serve. And that is something that, you know, 
we didn't get to see in The Phantom Menace, certainly underdeveloped, but Lucas, again, I gotta imagine, envisioned Maul exactly how we got him. Just a, a purpose, a plot device to get us to the next stage, which is Dooku, which gets us to Anakin. So I'm intrigued. Marvel, you have my attention. If this is what you can do with these stories and focus on a character while also rolling out story, rolling out little uh, little sections of the big Star Wars tapestry and, and focusing on them, and uh, you, you got me. You got my money. You, you were going to have my money anyways. I didn't like the Chewbacca series too much. I bought all five because it's chewy. Come on. And there's some good stuff in there, but but overall, not my favorite. You're gonna. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have hits and misses with these comics. But right now, there's you got Afra, Dr. Afra, and you got Maul and some promising side stories. And what Afra, the Afra comic is starting to do is to dive into some of the, the histories of of Jedi and Sith and the Empire and Yavin 4 and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Maul might be poised to do that as well, to find out, again, where the Sith were, which is Sidious and Maul, at this time in Star Wars story, and give us some insight into what Palpatine was planning to do and how he executed it. And that's interesting. 
It's interesting that on Rebels, with the, uh, the Darksaber stuff and, and Tal Vizsla, and now with Maul going pre-Phantom Menace, Afra going to uh, way back when, talking about uh, some of the ancient uh, stories of Jedi and Sith, we're starting to slowly now... What 2014 was when new canon kind of officially came in. I think April 25th, 2014 was the big dividing line, if I remember my canon studies correctly. Um, there should be a college class. There probably already is a college class. I'm sure some college already has Star Wars Canon 101 as a class. I'd like to audit that class and sit in on that and learn. Um, but you're starting to see this thing where they are, the Lucasfilm Story Group is starting to really peek back at the old stuff, at the histories and lore of Star Wars. And that might lead us to an area that a lot of people want to be, which is the Old Republic. The Old Republic, to me, I have to admit, if, if you've been listening long enough, you know, it's uncharted territory for me. I didn't play the game. I read, uh, I think, the first Darth Bane novel, and then new canon hit, and I had to go concentrate on that stuff. Um, I don't know it as much as a lot of other people do. So I'm intrigued. I'm ready for it. I want it to be done in the right way, uh, meaning, you know, I want it to make sense. I don't want it to get lost in it. Uh, um you could do it wrong. You could do it. It could seem so foreign to us as Star Wars fans who aren't uh, Knights of the Old Republic players or, or Legends masters, you know. It could seem so out of place to us. You could just want to, you could see it, read it, hear it, watch it, and just want to crawl back into the Millennium Falcon with Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie into a comfortable space. That is, that is the challenge in telling these Star Wars stories that don't involve the characters that we love. And yeah, they can grow, and we as an audience, I think it's our responsibility if we love these properties and these franchises um, to, to let the creators kind of have some time. A case in point, Ahsoka. No doubt, her first season, her first appearances did not go over well with the Star Wars fan community for various set of reasons, for sure. But that character grew. Ezra, I, I'm not I, not on board Ezra early on, and I'm starting to come around because he's growing up, and that that's on me. Should have just shut my mouth and 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 let Ezra grow into a character. So it is a challenge, and the Old Republic to me does present. A challenge, a big challenge to, to uh, you know, put that stuff. You get lost in it. Coming from a Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fan perspective, you can get so lost in it. And there's a lot of people just throw their hands up in the air, don't want to hear anymore, don't want to read anymore about the, the, the histories and lore of the, of the first men and the children of the forest and Aegon the Conqueror and all, the, the doom of Valyria. Their eyes just roll back in their heads and they don't want to hear it. And... Sometimes I'm like that with the old Republic, but I want to know because I want to know uh, I want to know all the answers as a Star Wars fan. I do want to know where things came from, but sometimes those answers, you know, we do we need everything answered? I guess is the big question. So all that is what I'm getting from the first couple of pages of the Maul comic. I'm telling you, it's good. It's a good read. It's interesting. If you're a fan of Palpatine, I know a lot of you are. Uh, Check that out. If you're like me and a little dubious about more Maul, do we need more Darth Maul? Is he just a, a character that looks cool? You know, there's some truth to that. 
some truth to that. But going back to the beginning, something I, I even groaned at even more, like, oh, the origins of Maul. Yeah, it's not quite the Maul. Maul's already formed. He's already got his outfit picked out. He's already got his lightsaber. We're not going back to Baby Maul. Maybe eventually we will. Maybe there'll be some flashbacks. We're not at Baby Maul yet. But um, I do hashtag Baby Maul, by the way. Um, but this is Maul on the verge. Palpatine, Sidious on the verge of uh, really, really kind of affecting the galaxy as a whole. And that is intriguing. Definitely give that a check if you haven't already picked it up. couple little questions on hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Uh, we got Jose Carlos MC at Jose Carlos underscore MC asked, do you think the Dark Saber will be featured in any movie? Um, he asked this to Force Center Pod and Spotlight Star Wars. I'll take it here. Uh, yeah, I think at some point, if we go Old Republic, I don't think it shows up in, in 8 or 9. I think it would be out of place. I think it would be somewhat forced if, if you got a Mandalorian holding a Darksaber or Luke studying it. I don't know. Just, it doesn't really belong there. But I I think so. I think they're setting it up that if, if we go back in the past for whatever reason, the Darksaber is a very important artifact in the Star Wars histories and lore. Now it's been focused on in, in two cartoon series. Um, and I think, Jose, I think we could see it. Jonas Bergen checks in. Bergren, excuse me, checks in. Says, do you think the current main cast will return when episode 10, 11, and 12 comes around? Maybe only as supporting characters. And Jonas, I think that's a great question. Much like uh, Han, Luke, Leia showed up and key parts of episode 7 and potentially, as we uh, now know, uh, episode 8 with Luke and Leia, and we'll see what happens in 9. Could that happen next time around? Could Poe, Finn, Rey, Kylo, where could they be? I think absolutely the same type of thing will happen. I don't see episode 10, 11, and 12 needing to carry on the story of Rey. And of course, you know, we don't know where that story ends up. Uh, the story of Finn. Now, the story of Kylo, that could be interesting. Kylo, if he goes from the wannabe big baddie to the big baddie, maybe turns to the good side, maybe stays the big baddie, maybe 10, 11, and 12 is about taking down Kylo Ren, and maybe it becomes about Kylo's redemption then. Maybe we look back and go 7, 8, and 9, 10, 11, 12 was really Kylo's story, much like 1 through 6 in the end uh, was Vader's story. And Luke was just kind of all the way through it. I could see that making more sense than 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 even Ray, which seems weird to say. I know because she's such an important part. But um, uh, if if Ray carries out, uh, I, and again, Ray would show up in ten. Maybe she's something else. Maybe she becomes Luke. Maybe maybe she's the the Obi Wan turned old Luke, and now she's training people. You know, we don't know. We don't know if she's the last Jedi. I've heard some stuff of some theories or thoughts and speculation that maybe the last Jedi will be Luke and maybe Rey is some sort of different, some something like the Bendu in, in the beginning. You can check out uh, um, Alex over at Star Wars Explained had some good stuff about that on his YouTube channel that I, I actually liked. I could see that happening. Where, hey, the forces change, man. The nature of the forces change. And we see that in the Rebels animated show with the Bendu, which is an interesting character. Uh, he's in the middle. The Bendu. Um, so, I think Ray could show up in 10 or 11. We'll see. we got to see where the story goes. But it's it's a great question, Jonas, because will 10, 11, and 12 be uh, handing off of the baton? I, I know we're going to get it. I don't necessarily think we're going to get it right away. 
give me some standalones. Give me something else. Maybe go Old Republic. Uh, maybe give us that Kenobi in the in the desert trilogy we heard about. I don't know. And then maybe five years after nine, you go with 10, 11, 12. I would be okay with that. Um, gosh, it's a, it's a lifetime of Star Wars, isn't it not? <laughs> lifetime of Star Wars. we got a lot of Star Wars ahead, fans. Um, and you know what would be interesting, though? Of all the people who could maybe show up in 10, 11, 12 and, and kind of fit in a, in a back seat kind of, uh, not quite cameo, but a little bit more than that, is Poe Dameron. Uh, you could see Poe leading whatever the next level of the rebellion or resistance is, taking over for Leia in that regard. I could see Poe maturing from the, the hot shot pilot everyone loves to, to a, a pure, true leader who is in charge of everything uh, on a large scale. That could happen, and that could make sense for me. Same with Finn. Maybe Finn does that as well. Those those guys fit in the stories. But but Ray and, and Ren, they're so big. I still think we got to see what happens. Um, but, you know, episode 12 ends with, with Kylo Ren, a good guy, and it's a six-episode saga arc. I might be on board for that. Will you guys? Let me know. What do you want out of 10, 11, and 12? We're already speculating about that trilogy here on Spotlight Star Wars. Crazy. Guys, that is it for this week on Spotlight Star Wars. You know what to do. You can hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to join the conversation. You can follow me at Ken Napsuck. Follow the network at Force Center Pod on Twitter. Like our official Facebook page. We appreciate your support. Uh, and please do us that, f- that favor if you're on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. Take a moment. Give us a, give us a review. Give us a rating. It really, really does help as the feed moves forward. You guys have been so great. That's that. It's a Saturday night at the time of this recording, so I'm going to go enjoy my Saturday night by pouring a drink and reading more Star Wars comics. I hope you guys enjoy your week as Star Wars fans. That's it. We'll see you next time. May that Force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you.